In order to support this show and keep providing you tons of free content week after week, we need the help of some great advertisers. And we want to make sure those advertisers are ones that you actually want to hear about. But we need to learn a little bit more about you to make that possible. So go to podsurvey.com slash she and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you better so that we can bring on advertisers that you won't want to skip through. Once you've completed the quick survey, you can enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Terms and conditions apply. But again, that's P-O-D com slash she. Thanks for your help. I know, trying to balance it all is hard. Really hard. If you're like me, you've probably found that you're not prioritizing or giving into mindless activities for hours, then left with no time to do the important things. Or maybe you've struggled to correctly estimate the amount of time it will take to do each task and then felt totally overwhelmed by everything on your plate. Or maybe you've had the best of intentions to stay focused and be productive, but still end up distracted by checking Facebook and Instagram. Or maybe you've avoided asking for help and have been trying to do it all yourself. Maybe you have a really hard time saying no, only to end up totally overcommitted. Been there, done that. Look, sister, I see you out there hustling and struggling. But to really make it, to really thrive in today's insanely loud, crazy, and busy world, you need to create an action plan and have a strategy for sustaining a more disciplined and stress-free daily life. You need to understand and implement useful, proven strategies to manage your minutes and maximize your time. You need to choose organization and decluttering disciplines that actually last. Because I know that if you're like me, you've probably had an ambitious Saturday afternoon of organizing, and by Monday afternoon, it's all a mess. (laughs) Stop trying to do this alone, my friend. You do not have to be superwoman. Whether you're navigating a big life transition, wondering how to discipline yourself when it comes to routines, or you're just not sure where to start when it comes to simplifying or organizing, I'm here to show you the strategy that I implemented in my own life. And I've broken it up into four easy-to-implement stages for you so that you can get lasting results and make the changes you need to make. Tell me, what would life look like if you stopped struggling with distraction and instead started being way more productive? If you had real routines and systems within your home, your schedule, and even your relationships that worked for you instead of feeling like you're constantly working to keep up? Or if you could finally work toward your goals with a clear head and a kick-butt plan? Friends, with Back to the Basics Bootcamp, this can be a reality in just a matter of weeks. This is a new course that is finally available, and it's not just a typical download and forget it course that you've tried a million times. This is an implementation system program designed to get you my tried and tested strategy so that you can succeed at simplifying, organizing, and de-stressing your life too. Not only will you learn strategies to building sustainable systems in your life, but you'll also be able to pinpoint where you're going wrong and take actionable steps toward lasting solutions. The end result? If you commit and do the work, you'll begin to see fast change. From a more orderly living space and clearer head to maximum productivity paired with consistent rest, you'll find balance instead of the burnout you're currently feeling. If you want to learn more or sign up, the doors are open now, but they are not open for long. So go to jordanleedooley.com slash bootcamp dash enroll. That's jordanleedooley.com slash bootcamp dash enroll. Check out everything that's going to be in the course, learn all that you're going to get, and then sign up and join the community. Let's go on this 30-day journey together. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, 
You are listening to The She Podcast, and today I want to talk about breakups. And not just breakups and like how they make us feel and how they totally suck, but I want to talk about things we can actually do, tangible steps we can take to actually begin to experience healing, to help our hearts get to that place where they feel whole and healthy and alive again. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you several different action steps that you can take, things that you can do, and a perspective shift that you can adopt to help you navigate whatever kind of breakup you're going through, whether that's a breakup with a guy or a friend or even a family member. So if you're ready, let's tackle this one together. So I have a little bit of an embarrassing story. So when I went through my first breakup, I was a young teenager, technically wasn't 16 yet, and technically wasn't allowed to date until I was 16. So you can imagine how confused my parents were when I came barging through the front door and all of a sudden I'm angry and crying and hurt and they can't understand why because they had no idea I was even secretly in love with this boy. (laughs) Well, Turns out this boy decided he was interested in someone else. And I remember so distinctly that feeling that comes when suddenly I feel no longer important, no longer needed, and completely unloved. And it was it was one of those things that wasn't even so much sadness at first, but it was actually anger. My response was anger, which is so aggressive sounding. I don't even know how I feel about saying that. But the truth of it was I came home and I was angry. So right around this time, Taylor Swift was kind of up and coming, wasn't quite the big deal she is now, but she was definitely up and coming, and she had this song come out, and it was called Picture to Burn. So I run back to my room, and suddenly this song is just blaring from my room, and my brother, I'm now told, my little brother went to my parents, and he's like, what is going on? What is wrong with her? She has gone crazy, right? And so then my mom knocks on my door, and I'm in there, like, seriously contemplating if I'm, if I'm going to burn this photo, <laughs> which would have been very dangerous. And... um Anyways, we had this long conversation, and I kind of spilled to her what had happened and really shared just the, the feeling of rejection that I had. And so we were able to work through that anger that I had. Since that time, I have learned to handle rejections with just a bit more grace, but I will say that that first breakup taught me a lot. And ever since then, I've been able to handle and learn how to respond rather than just react um, when I'm either hurt or heartbroken or experience some sort of rejection. So I want to work through a few of the things that I've learned and some ways that I was advised on how to actually heal a broken heart, not just react to it and be angry over it and then hide it away and act like I'm fine. You know, my husband makes me laugh because he says that the word fine is like the F word in a woman's vocabulary. It actually is worse than the real F word (laughs) because it almost indicates that you're totally not fine and things indeed are not okay. So how can we move from saying, oh, I'm fine or pretending like we're okay or moving from a, you know, rejection to a rebound guy or whatever it is and instead actually get to the root of the issue and heal the broken heart? Because, I mean, what do you do with your broken heart when the one you thought was Mr. Right turns out to be Mr. Wrong or when your best friend isn't so close after all? What happens when you're stuck and afraid and unsure of what to do next? You know, it's honestly interesting how we so quickly want to fix things when they break especially when it's something as personal and intimate as our hearts. But I think sometimes in our deep desire to fix all that's broken, we forget what opportunity those things might bring to actually increase our faith and our strength. 
So the first thing that I would challenge you to put into action, the first step I would encourage you to take is to really consider how you can serve and love someone else. Truly, one of the best ways to heal is by helping others heal. Serving, loving, and giving bring deep joy because it's what we're made to do. This might mean flying across the world and serving the hungry, but it can also be something as simple as calling your mom or a friend and asking, what's one thing I can help you with this week? It's interesting to me how we can so easily want to numb the pain with entertainment or distractions or work. And while that totally makes sense, I think we actually begin to heal the pain, not just numb it, when we step into other people's lives, when we take action to help others rather than focusing on all the ways we've been hurt. So what's one thing you can do to love on someone else even when you feel completely unloved? I promise you that'll bring you so much more joy and it'll bring you connection that you feel at this moment like you're lacking when your heart is broken. The second thing is... A piece of advice that my mom once gave me, and I've kind of coined it to read like this, validate and set an expiration date. The best way I can describe what this means is it's really important to validate your feelings. You need to feel and allow yourself to experience the actual pain that comes with a rejection or a heartbreak or a loss. So if you're completely just trying to numb it or ignore it and pretend that it's not there, That's not actually solving the problem. And I think that can sometimes be our reaction because we want to come across as okay and strong. But the reality is, is that you really do need to be willing to validate that feeling, to allow yourself to feel it. However, you also don't want to be so comfortable in that that you are allowing yourself to live in it. There's a difference between validating and acknowledging and living in it and wallowing in it. So that's where this whole idea of an expiration date comes. Now, it could also be like an expiration hour. For example, you wake up and you're like, gosh, I just feel like I got hit by a bus. I do not want to get out of bed. I do not want to face the day. I don't want to see, you know, him on campus or, you know, whatever it is and go into life and be reminded of all the pain that I'm feeling. So I just want to stay here and wallow. I need to be sad. Good. Be sad. You allow yourself to be sad. But you need to make sure that you are not allowing that sadness or that wallowing to take over your entire day or your entire life. Set a time. Give it some boundaries, some parameters to live in so that you can validate it and feel it without giving it the power to rule your life. For example, I'm going to be sad for the next hour. I just need to let myself feel this because if I try to ignore it, that's also not healthy. But then when 9 o'clock rolls around or when 10 o'clock rolls around, I am going to stand up and I'm going to resolve to do something fruitful and productive and kind for others and life-giving rather than just living in this pain. So the trick to this approach is that you're not ignoring your pain and just trying to go out and enjoy life and wrap your life up in all these good things to just numb it. But you're working through it day by day, validating your feelings enough to let yourself feel them, to allow yourself to feel the hurt without living in the hurt. It could also mean something like, you know what, this week I'm going to give myself a little bit of time each day to process how that's feeling, to vent to a friend, to call my mom, to journal my thoughts, to journal my experiences, my reflections, my feelings, my sorrows. But then I'm also going to resolve that, you know, by this weekend, 
I'm going to put the journal down. I'm going to resolve that I'm not going to vent to anyone for a couple of days. And I'm going to do something that brings me life, that brings life to others. It's such a healthy way to structure the way we grieve or the way we feel because we're not ignoring, but we're also not just living in the struggle. Care of for sponsoring this episode. Care of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door. Yes, please. This year, make health and wellness a top priority with the help of Care of's monthly subscription vitamin service. Whether you're focused on glowing skin, boosting your energy levels, getting more sleep, or just generally being healthy. Care of's fun online quiz asks you about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle choices and takes only five minutes to find out your personal, scientifically backed vitamin and supplement recommendations. Find out where you're lacking with Care of's online quiz and get back on track to reaching your health goals. I know it can be really hard to find what vitamins or supplements you should be taking, but Care of makes it easy to find out what you specifically need to be your healthiest. And a portion of every sale goes toward the Good Plus Foundation, which provides expectant mothers in need with valuable prenatal vitamins. If you want to check this out and take advantage of this month's special 50% offer by getting 50% off your personalized care of vitamins, go to takecareof.com and enter the promo code SHE50. Again, if you want 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, go to takecareof.com and enter the promo code SHE50. The next thing that I would tell you would be to get outside of your comfort zone and pursue your calling. I had a friend that felt really called to go on a mission trip, but her biggest hesitation was that she was in a serious relationship and didn't want to leave behind a guy that she really cared for. It was as if she was in this constant battle trying to choose between her calling and her companion. But then one day that relationship painfully ended and it hurt like really bad. But she also felt as though at that point she could actually fully and freely walk in her calling. Maybe that's not your situation, but I truly believe that when God removes something or someone from our life, when we experience rejection or heartbreak, part of the reason that it hurts so bad is because it's almost like removing this thing that brought us comfort that was never really meant to complete us. When we settle for comfort, we often fail to leave our comfort zones. And in order to walk in our calling, we have to be willing to leave our comfort zones. And the truth is when someone else has the power to make us feel so empty and lifeless, that's when it's clear who is really on the throne of our heart. It reveals to us what we've really made almost like the God in our life, the thing that matters more than anything else. And when that happens, we can't truly pursue the call that God has for us. One of the best things that you can do to help yourself heal is to get outside of yourself and outside of your comfort zone. In the midst of pain, we have to remember that pain is not purposeless. We can choose even in the middle of it to take big steps of faith instead of letting it hold us back. That thing you've always wanted to try, I dare you to try it. That trip that you have felt called to go on, go. Seriously, stop the podcast and go book your ticket. That person you've been feeling God has been asking you to talk to or that neighbor that you want to get to know, go talk to them. What has been holding you back other than comfort? The job that you've wanted to apply for, pull up the application right now and fill it in. 
that project you've been putting off, do it. Start. You don't have to finish today. You just need to start today. The point is to get outside of your comfort zone and outside of your bubble. Try new things, even simple little things like a DIY project that you never thought you were artsy enough to do. Give yourself permission to try and give yourself permission to fail in the process. Sometimes our hearts have to be broken open so that our walls can be busted down. Unfortunately, when our hearts are broken, we so quickly revert to building up our walls higher. No wonder heartbreak feels so empty and lifeless. Friend, if your heart is broken, do not go into an emotional turtle shell. That's only going to cause the pain to build and build until you swell and eventually pop and explode and hurt those around you. Instead, get outside of the box. Get outside of the comfort zone. Another practice that I have found really helpful in different seasons where either my heart's been broken or I've just been kind of hurt is to open up and write it out. Sometimes just seeing visually what I'm actually thinking really makes a difference. Sometimes all these like thoughts and emotions and frustrations are like swirling around in our head, making us feel just totally overwhelmed. And it can really help to actually begin to organize those thoughts, to put words to them, to see them, to get them outside of your head and begin to organize them on paper. You can't heal if you don't open up about the struggle. Bottling it up just won't work, and you are going to inevitably feel trapped. However, you have to know where the line is between seeking counsel and complaining, right? This is why I say write it out, journal it, first process it, you know, in the privacy and the intimacy of your own space. And it's healthy, and it's good to be vulnerable then, except sometimes I think we are a little quick to be unwise as to where we are being vulnerable and why we are being vulnerable. So while it's healthy and good to share your struggle with others that you trust and seek advice, you also have to remember this. Do not dump it all on one person or complain to the same person all the time. Understand that vulnerability is necessary and not a sign of weakness. But be careful not to turn that into whining. There's a fine line. Ask for prayer, support, advice, etc. from trusted friends. You need to have that space. Cry when you can't handle anymore. That is okay. Invite God in instead of stiff-arming him, thinking that he's failed you. Because your broken heart is likely his way of drawing you closer to himself. You don't have to fight it. When you're not sure who to open up to or feel like you've asked enough of your friends, journal. Write out the ugliest of your feelings in the most raw and honest way. Write down the ways that you hope to see healing. Your journal can handle all the tears and aggressively written feelings scratched across its pages. And as you journal your pain, the progress along the way, and the deepest prayers of your heart, you will be able to look back and see the parts of the story that have been redeemed, healed, and helped. Sometimes we forget how far we've come and how faithful God's actually been when the pain seems unbearable. Keeping a journal is like a tangible tool that can help you track your progress on a daily basis and keep on pressing into faith and healing even when you have a really hard day. It's just like when you go on a fitness journey and you decide, I want to gain this amount of muscle or I want to commit to running three days a week or whatever it is. It can be really hard to stay motivated and continue pressing on towards that goal if you don't actually see any tangible progress. And it's really unlikely that you will see progress in the first week. However, if you track what you're doing, even just by a simple note, it helps you look back and see, 
actually, I have kind of come far and I have taken some steps. So I want to keep doing that. I want to keep pressing into that because I can look back and see what's been done. And that motivates me to keep going forward, to keep pressing towards the goal. And so I encourage you to take on that same practice, even in a season of heartbreak, when your goal is healing. Lastly, I want to challenge you to always replace what you feel with what you know. When you begin to say, I feel lonely, or I feel like the only one without a boyfriend, or I feel depressed, remember that feelings are fleeting, but not part of your identity. Identify when you begin to feel the weight of a lie that says something like, you're unlovable, or you're going to die alone, and replace it with what you know to be true. When you diligently work to combat what you feel with the truth of what you know, you will be armored up to stand against the lies that heartbreak can sometimes let seep in. This can be super hard to do when emotions are just running wild. So I dare you to find a trusted friend or your mom or a mentor or someone in your life that can hold you accountable to combating every feeling with two truths, such as I feel lonely. Combat that with the truth of I am not alone and with the truth of I have many people who are blessings in my life. If you can combat that lie with two truths that are simple, easy to remember, it'll slowly begin to be something that you actually believe. Because the truth of the matter is, is when life hurts, when heartbreak happens, the truth we might believe, but it can feel so much further away. It can feel like it's miles away and then the lies are so much closer, which is why we have to outnumber the lies with two very simple truths and ask someone we trust to hold us accountable to actually living into those. As I wrap up this whole conversation on ways we can heal our heart, I want to challenge you to think about something. Do you notice how all of the ways toward healing are focused on continuing to shine a light and live in light in spite of the brokenness you're feeling? So here's my challenge. Maybe you ought not waste another day worrying or waiting around because there is so much life waiting for you. If only you step outside your front door and outside your comfort zone long enough to live it. There is so much wonder and glory and purpose and work to do beyond your own broken heart. Friend, you can do it. You can do that work and your heart has a need to live a purposeful life, not a protected life life. If you don't remember anything else, I want you to remember this. I think a broken heart can kind of be like a lamp. Here's what I mean. If I'm in my living room and I bump a table and my lamp falls off the table, the base of it might crack and shatter. The actual light inside of it, it has a lamp shade, which helps cushion the blow. It's this protection. I sometimes think of that as like God's angels around me, right? And so the light bulb is very unlikely to break if it has a lampshade on it. So just because the base of it breaks, just because the part of it breaks, doesn't mean that the light has to go out with it. And the same is true for you. Friend, thank you so much for tuning in today. I know that this is kind of a hard topic to talk about, but I hope you are walking away from this episode with really helpful tools and some next steps you can take to really get on the road to healing, even in the midst of your hardest heartbreaks. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was. 
so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content, and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. This show is a part of the Lasting Media Network and produced by John Fender, Jason Barrett, and Jonas Litton. Visit lastingmediagroup.com to learn more. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less.